well, gang, there comes a time when something comes up that's so surprising, we have to put everything else on hold and do it. We're here to talk about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show, The More You Nerd. And this, yes, we know we had uh, we had a lot of plans to talk about Venom this month. And my son, who has started listening to the show because he's obsessed with Venom as a character and more obsessed with Carnage as a character. I know we're working on it, um, is mad that we are not covering Spider-Man 3 this week, but Instead, something came out that I made. My, well, I didn't make Miles talk about it, but I had to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> let's 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 correct that. Uh, we both we both binged watched it like the day it came out. Yeah, which for me is something that I very, very, very rarely you almost do. never do. In uh, fact, you finished before I did because I mean, it was a busy day at work um, and to which I was like, oh, wow, this is impressive. Because I remember you saying, oh, I want to check out an episode before, you know, going back to Invincible or whatever. And I still haven't finished that Invincible going. episode either. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly um, because that episode was a double episode that had credits in the middle of it. So I thought I was done and then saw references to stuff that didn't happen. And I went back. It's like, oh, there's a whole other episode here. But yes. I, so I, I will say, though, I have I have been waiting for the day that the Goblin King is old enough to possibly listen to an episode and then give you flack for what you did or didn't record. This is a great day. He, 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 wa he wants to be on one of the Venom episodes, and I'm just not quite ready for that yet but we'll see we'll see so i would love for him to be on i know you feel di differently but i would i would love to talk to your kid about venom so let's let's take a look at what we decided to talk about today though and let's go back a little bit in time so miles when did you first experience the world of scott pilgrim i was in college and um Little little bit of background about uh, where both Drew and I went to school is uh, we both went to Wofford College in Spartanburg, and Wofford College is literally right down the street from Commerce College, which is an all girls school or was an all girls school. I think and it still is. I, I think it's slightly co-ed now. Or at least they started taking male students. I think I don't know if they stay there, but I know that they have been integrating um and it's yeah it's 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 one of those weird situations um and i was dating a girl that was going to converse and was in theater and mostly improv and so i would always go to those improv things and so if no one was you know shouting out prompts and stuff me and another one of the theater boyfriends would do that as well and he found out that i was super into comics and uh scott pilgrim had just come out and i i had seen it at the at the comic shop and i definitely thought it was interesting but i hadn't checked it out and i was talking to i think his name is michael uh one day and he was like yo 
you strike me as the kind of person that needs to read Scott Pilgrim. He's like, I really liked it, but I think for you, you're going to love this book. And just gave me his copy. He's like, you don't have to give it back. Or if I did have to give it back, I never did. I still have it. Um, <laughs> nice. And I remember devouring it. Uh, this would have been, yeah, around the time it came out. So it was like 2004? It, two, it ran from 2004 to 2010. Yeah, it was Precious Little Life. And and I was like, are there more? And he goes, well, he's making more. But this is the first chapter. And so every every so often when a new Scott Pilgrim chapter would come out, which is, you know, once a year, every year and a half, something like that. It was a big deal for me because you only get a part of the story. But so, yeah, I, that that was that was my intro to Scott Pilgrim is just reading, reading the comic when it came out, because someone was like, this seems like something that is 100 percent your personality. And it was. Uh, what, what about you? Did you have a similar experience? Or? So I uh, I had been uh, a little bit aware of it because I had a friend in. Uh, I guess. Well, no, I, that must not have been it, because if it didn't start coming out in 2004, it wouldn't have been a friend in high school. I just I I had become aware of it and just kind of knew about it just being around, but not not directly related. I wasn't a comic book guy until we started recording this podcast, um, and I probably picked it up around the time that the movie was coming out. Because the movie, because the movie, which uh, I did not see when the movie came out, which is an important uh, distinction. Movie came out in 2010. Um, It did not. You you are are what uh, Guillermo del Toro would call one of those MFers. (laughs) Well, I mean, I Del Toro was a huge, huge fan of the movie and and decried everyone who didn't go see it. (laughs) Well, I've seen it since then, but, uh, you know, it's it's but we'll we'll get to that. But I so I I picked up uh, I think the Comicsology uh, rest in power Comicsology as we learned that it is getting effectively shut down <laughs> this week uh, in the real world I picked up I think an anthology of all of the books in a collection um, at at the the same time and I burned through that book so fast all six books I burned through them and just loved them. Um, and, and and I I think we have to talk. We're going to talk about Scott as a character because I think that there are people that come that have come to these books more recently that are not uh you know they don't have the the same kind of of positive feelings to the Scott character right. that that we do. And I I think that there is a a time and place. We are roughly the age that Brian Lee O'Malley writing scott like he's 44 i'm 39 like we're in that same kind of age yeah. range um that that it it speaks to us sort of more directly from a time and place that we were not that i was ever in canada uh in the early 2000s but um but just it's a book about growing up and not like you think about a book about growing up where it's like oh i'm i'm gonna go off and see the world no it's about like becoming an adult taking responsibility for your actions and for who you are as a person and and that is it it just it spoke to me really really powerfully at that time a lot of people also get hung up on scott in book one and not who scott becomes and and also yeah he's not the best person 
He's a little bit of a he's a mess. He makes bad decisions. He makes questionable decisions. And but that's I guess one thing I like about the book is like that's most people, you know. It, it, I mean, not most people aren't gonna date a a, a seventeen year old. Seventeen year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know but, that. But you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about in terms of like just his general aloofness. But it's also one of those things that I feel like, and, and so we have to talk about the movie and in, in, in associating with this as well. I I think the movie is extremely stylistic. I think the cast of the movie is fantastic. I think it's fantastically cast. It's I a think, perfect cast. I think musically, sound design, all that stuff works really well. I just don't personally think that the story that in the book takes place over the course of a year taking place over the course of like a week and a half carries the same weight. And it also doesn't, it doesn't hit the same beats that I come to Scott Pilgrim looking for, which is that, that growth as a human being, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I definitely think the movie is great on its own as, as an adaptation. It absolutely fails for me because it lacks the, um, the emotional, not just the depth, but it, it just the emotional range for all these characters that were present in the book. And it's not just Scott, you know, it's Kim, it's Ramona, it's Kim is knives. Like Kim is barely in the movie, you know? Yeah. There, there are, there are so many things that are important about the book. And yes, this movie distills all of, I mean, it's, it's, it's movie adaptation. These things happen. And the movie itself is very, very fun. Like it's got the absolute like dream cast to play all of these characters the music is great it's super stylish it's got very fun video game references it's it's a very very fun movie but it's one of those cases where yeah it's a fun movie and i i enjoy watching it but as a scott pilgrim experience i don't get that emotional wallop that i want because book five and six of that book or of, the, of that series are just tremendous. It's some of my favorite comic book work. Period. One hundred percent. And I've, I mean, I've read most of Brian Lee's, um, Brian Lee O'Malley's uh, non-Spacot Pilgrim work, and it's a lot of it's very, very good. Um, but this is still among my favorite. And and I mean, I, you know, at the time, I was, I was really conflicted about the movie. I know you've been a lot more vocal uh, about your, your criticisms about it than, than I have. And I mean, as time has softened and now that I have what I would most want from the Scott Pilgrim on screen, I, I've made peace with like the movie because like they kind of introduced this, this concept of uh, not a multiverse, but like, Oh, there's other versions of the story out there. Cool. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Well, so, so that's when we, and, and I, I just want to say, from this point on, expect spoilers. We we yes, we. If you we, have not watched, yeah, we we play around a lot on this show, and and we we tease things and 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 all sorts of stuff like that. But beyond this is going to be spoilers, not just for the original comic, not just for the movie, but for the new show, which is less than a week old. Um. So when they announced back earlier this year, I feel like is when we found out was it late last year, earlier this year, Scott Pilgrim takes off, which is going to be an anime adaptation of the Scott Pilgrim story that was going to bring back every member or I think just about every member 
of the original movie's cast playing their characters in this new anime. Uh, and when I say anime, it's actually done by an anime ser- uh, anime uh, uh, company. Uh, it is done by uh, Science Saru, who has done a bunch of stuff. They have done. Um, they were part of Star Wars Visions. I'll have to check out their their Star Wars Visions. They did some oh, cool. ad- Adventure Time stuff. They have, uh, you know, their Wikipedia pages like Yokai Watch. They're involved in the Yokai Watch series. Um, you know, they've done Space Dandy. They did Space Dandy. I was going to say Space Dandy's on there and Garo. Devilman Crybaby. Like, the, like this is a, a a company that that has worked with Netflix a lot, but has worked with you know a lot of other companies as well. Um. I just have to clarify when we talk about the quote Scott Pilgrim anime. Yeah, it's actually an anime. It's not just like a Western, <laughs> a Western cartoon right. anime inspired stuff. It's done by an anime e- company. Even though the style of the cartoon is 100% the style of the comic book, yes. which I love. <laughs> so when we start, when we got that, you know, I loving the comic and no, and hearing, oh, series. I'm into this because I think this could finally right the wrongs of the movie and da 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 da, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And and Miles, I, I wonder, you know, if you could go back to that first announcement, what what did you think? What was your excitement level? What were, you know, um, it was pretty high because I, I felt like, all right, if you have Brian Lee O'Malley on board of a Scott Pilgrim animated show, I was going to probably get a direct adaptation of Scott Pilgrim the way I wanted it to be the first time. That was, that was my, that was my hope. That was what I was expecting. And knowing that Brian Lee O'Malley was directly involved, I was like, cool, we we are getting it straight from the horse's mouth. I know he said that, that they might, um, they were going to modernize the story, but that's fine. Um, I have no issue with that. And didn't, didn't think anything. I, I so this has been bandied about a lot. I was not expecting a rebuild of Evangelion Scott Pilgrim. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not I wasn't trying to to, to spoil that because I was going to read you what I texted you the other day. <laughs> oh, what did you what did you text me the other day? I texted you Scott Pilgrim uh, uh, Thursday of last week because the show came out on Friday. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is at tomorrow. Correct. Yeah. Don't don't know where my hopes are. My expectations are high. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like me. This that sounds like a typical Drew Miles conversation. <laughs> yeah. I just hope Kim Pine matters. They've given you no reason to think that she doesn't, <laughs> and that's where the conversation went. And so I sat down to watch this this show, and uh, you know, because I want, I want, I wanted, you know, I I, I wanted there to be a, a show that had the depth of the comic. And then hearing that it was only going to be eight episodes and it was going to be that was all we were going to get. I my my hopes were slightly dashed because I thought, you know, I could see them doing eight episodes a season with the amount of content that's in these books. A season. Give me eight or six seasons of the of of a Scott Pilgrim show. And boy, when we sat down to watch. We got, you know, the first episode just starting it up and it is just this, you know, pretty fantastic uh kind of one one to one adaptation yeah. of of everything that we have seen before the cast is is great they've got stuff that matches more the comics than the movies which i appreciate uh scenes that are drawn straight from the comics uh and then we get to the final uh final moments and up oh, here's 
Matthew Patel. He's attacking Scott, is introducing himself as the first member of the League of Evil Exes, and uh, uh, and then he he punches Scott and kills him. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Huh? And uh, that is when I knew we were up to something. And yeah, this show is a complete rearrangement of the Scott Pilgrim mythos of the Scott Pilgrim world, framing it on the character that honestly needed the needed it the most Ramona Flowers. This is the Ramona Flowers uh, show. And honestly, we should have realized it when it's Scott Pilgrim takes off because he's just gone (laughs) after that first episode. (laughs) Um, I, I think that was what I, at first I was like, wait, what is this show? Because the second episode, I'm like, okay, are they maybe twisting things? Up? Scott's still not here. Third episode, Scott's still not here. And we get all this great development that Ramona gets to confront all of her evil exes. And she gets all of this pathos and all of this character building that she really didn't get. I, she got I know a lot of love so, she got some. We don't want to say that some. she didn't get like, some. She gets but... enough that she really doesn't register as a manic pixie dream girl, which a lot of people like throw at her. Like she has enough, um, like gravitas as a character to to kind of slightly kind of matrix miss that bullet, but she she threads the line. Mm-hmm. But this show does something very very different because you know ask the question why are there evil exes what what's going on what's the what were those relationships actively like why was she even with these people and it it makes that aspect of the story way more interesting and it honestly allows us to live with all of the supporting characters it it gives character development to just about everybody in in the book that doesn't get any character I mean, development and certainly um brian lee o'malley gave justice for knives you know like knives gets to live her best life she gets to, to become this music prodigy and join a band that she loves and be like the most <laughs> important member of it so, so this is this is one of the things that i found very interesting in watching the show because the the second episode starts with scott's funeral and no one's really that broken up about scott dying <laughs> well and also everyone's there because they're they're coping envy's gonna be there <laughs> yeah um, has... who's the one character who they didn't really give much to and i kind of wish they had a little bit I, I will i will say that as book three is maybe my favorite book of the the scott pilgrim story it, it's it's but it's the it's the seeing envy become who she was to be, to become who she is and that's something that they don't do in the movie and they didn't do in the show um it doesn't have hurt the show but i still would have liked to have seen that i agree but hearing emily Gaines uh of metric doing a, a rousing rendition of i will remember you loved that it loved killed it. me that <laughs> killed me and i love they brought her back to do the voice of envy um, cause I know that Brie Larson did do a cut of the Clash of Demon Head song for the Scott Pilgrim sa- soundtrack. Um, I can't remember which is used in the actual, I movie. don't, I, I thought it was Emily Gaines in the movie, uh, but that 
but then I've also heard that Brie Brie Larson was the one that was in the movie, but Emily Gaines was on the soundtrack. I don't actually know. Which also happens. I mean, there's recorded versions of both of them. They both sound uh, great. It's they both song. sound great. Honestly, I I have a hard time telling the difference between the two. <laughs> I think that uh, yeah, they had a great producer. <laughs> yeah, um, so, not that uh, Brie Larson can't sing, but like it's just it's just you know, um, I I love that we got to see so much of all the ex-boyfriends um lucas <laughs> lucas lee becomes <laughs> such an interesting fun funny character and just allowing uh chris evans just to play you can tell you can tell everyone's having such a good time with this um and uh brandon ralph obviously always loves to have fun so his his <laughs> quest for more vegan powers and then losing them is pretty great um but the the one i really loved uh is i think it's is it episode two with the battle in the video store uh i think that's episode three episode three yeah i so when, once they started doing that that where um ramona is confronted by roxy who was her experimental phase girlfriend in college and roxy legitimately well and figuratively confronts her in a in a in a video store battle that also takes place in the movies which is yeah, they very get, very they get hard. knocked into to, to videotapes and go but, into different uh styles of movies it's very fun but through the course of the fight they are also having this actual discourse about the relationship and that's when i knew this show was something different and special because oh they're they're basically going through therapy right now And that seeing that this is what they chose to do with this story, I think just blew my mind. The fact that they even thought to do this. Well, because because this is the thing that we have to talk about when it comes to Scott Pilgrim. Yes. In the, in the original book, Scott Pilgrim is not a, not a good guy. He's selfish. He is lazy he is uh he's nice you can definitely say that he's nice and he's but he he's the he's immature yes in a, he, in he a very his every protagonist from 1998 to 2005 like seth cohen of the oc and all these kind of like cool or again and they're characters that you you realize and he's not this bad but like like xander from buffy um but when but when in 1997 when i saw Xander from buffy i didn't clock him as a problematic person yeah you know i didn't didn't have the the bandwidth and the understanding to clock that i do now and maybe that's on me maybe that's on what i learned because we grew up in a certain time in the south but like there are characters that have popped up in, in that tail end and t- uh, tail beginning of the 20th and 21st century that are these affable nerds who are extremely selfish, self-involved, but they're very aloof. They're sweet. They think they're good people. And they think they're good people is such a, an uh, a accurate line. Um, they, and the, and the story needs to show them that they're not. And, and through the decade that Brian Lee O'Malley wrote this story, you know, he, as a person, you grow as a writer, you grow. And he takes that story. And by the end of the story, he not that he turns Scott Pilgrim to a good person, but he certainly has to deal with the ramifications of his actions and like, the kind of life he's 
where Percy's been. Scott at the beginning of the of the books and the movie it doesn't have a job. He mooches off of his roommate almost everything. He regularly proclaims that he doesn't drink despite the fact that you see him drinking constantly. Uh he he is taking advantage of I mean, take taking advantage of. He's he's dating a high school student because it's easy and all that she requires of him is his presence and nothing else. No deeper connection is, is needed for her. From what I remember of the book and what the animated series also says is like, they don't really have a physical relationship. No, they've, they maybe held hands once is, uh, so, uh, and, and I think that even then, like Bradley O'Malley was like, yeah, I know this is kind of skeezy, but like it's, in a sense the wrong term it's it's there's a naivety because of scott's immaturity that there's a problem because he is being nice yes you know exactly exactly so it, it it all of these things are true about scott but the thing that is talked about much less is that ramona flowers ain't exactly a good person either (laughs) she has she has repeatedly hurt people involved that she has been involved with roxy especially which is why it's 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 interesting that she is the one uh that gets the first sort of turnaround in in this Mm -hmm. show but uh ramona runs away from her problems the second things get difficult she 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 puts distance between herself and the person she's with it happens between ramona and scott in the books which is not not really present in the movie which is a big deal for me and part of why i don't like the movie as much no i i mean the thing is like if you love all the scott pilgrim stuff the movie the movie can be a tough watch because it's not like it's it's so close to being the thing that you want to be and then it misses like it's one of those things where like so a kicker kicked the field goal and it looks like it's going to go in and then just like it takes that that last minute like the wind blows and it just goes so wide you know (laughs) but i I say all that to say that while ramona does get have some self-realization in the books it's it's not nearly the 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 character arc that scott gets and that's where this show she is going from episode to episode while she again she doesn't really know scott in this show because it goes up to the point of the end of the first episode when he is killed and she's kind of taken aback and wants to find out more about what happened and who this league of evil exes is and as part of that she she buries the hatchet with roxy she bury and and she continues to have these sort of moments with all of these people from her own past it's not scott pilgrim defeating the evil exes it is ramona coming to terms with the things that she has done to these people or had done as a result of these people it's it's a mature like acceptance of one's actions and then approaching the so-called evil exes and because like and there if this this uh show plays to your expectations because i'm I'm not gonna like the entire time i'm waiting for gideon to have that that turn i'm waiting for that that heel turn for him to like this has been this plan his entire the entire time i was waiting for that moment and it doesn't come not really yeah and the fact that they they had the wherewithal to make that choice and 
and do that. I was I was shocked. And also that um Julie is like is like sugar mama now. Yeah. It's so great. It's so they, they, the, I don't love the Gordon Goose arc of Gideon, but I don't hate I, it either. <laughs> I, I, I actually really like it because it's like, oh, this character's supposed to be so vile and manipulative. And then it's like, no, he's just a moron who got lucky. And I, I really and liked the it. With Julia is great, especially when she's like, what did you do to my house? I really liked it when uh, uh, Lucas and Gordon hung out for the day. <laughs> That was and build like a half pipe in the living room and stuff. Like that. I was gone for ninety minutes. <laughs> loved it. I that loved was it. my favorite part. It was like all this stuff happens. You're thinking, oh, they, so they've been there for a while. They've been there for weeks, and it's been ninety minutes. It's loved so it. great. So, but so this is this is where I feel like we should we should switch it up because I could I could honestly talk about each of these episodes for hours, and I'm not going to do that. Uh, but uh, we have to talk about the actual big bad of this show because of course spoiler warning scott isn't really dead he was pulled through a portal at the moment that that uh matthew patel was going to punch him and they also threw some coins back out because in scott pilgrim land when you're defeated you turn into coins um and scott was worth about <laughs> a buck 25 yeah <laughs> one over a tuny in there i feel like that doesn't that happen in the book too but he like is able to pop back his extra life or something like that. He gets an extra life at one point and he's killed and it's a big deal. But, uh, that, um, but, so, but not just any portal. It's a vegan portal and a, <laughs> and a vegan portal more powerful than, than anyone's ever seen. So that leads us to, uh, well, there's the whole movie arc, which God, the movie arc is so fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't even talked about like Wallace who is, I mean, continues to be the, the, Kieran Culkin is the gift that keeps on giving for Scott Pilgrim. He was the best thing about the movie for me, and he remains to be as excellent in in the show. Yeah. Uh, so this is where I I, I want to talk about who the big bad of this of this is, and why I love it, but also why I don't love it as much. I feel like it is executed perfectly. I don't know that it lands very well. So we we learn time or the second time, either. The second time really is the one that doesn't land for me because I, I feel like the first time it's great. First time the is great. Time it's the second time that I'm iffy on. Uh, so yeah. we we learn through the course uh, that the the big bad of this is none other than Scott Pilgrim himself. But an it's old a great meta commentary on the nature of the, the series. <laughs> yes. An older version of Scott played by Will Forte. <laughs> just which is great he's i think i feel like he's been voicing a lot of villains recently he's he i mean will forte has always done voice work but man and he's great he's great uh which we learned that uh he pulls scott he has pulled scott into the future to pull him away from the fight where he would have started the process to defeat the evil exes because as it turns out in the future Things didn't go well for Scott and Ramona and Ramona left uh, because, well, as we talked earlier, that's what Ramona does uh, sometimes when she is is not super happy. And so Scott being immature, like, again, this is where I feel like this version of Scott is the movie version of Scott and not the book version of Scott who didn't go through the transformative, uh, you know, trying to be a better person arc. I don't know. That's me saying that. Well, so 
the thing is, I mean, they they say that when we find out later that like, oh, Ramona left me and she's like, I just said I need some space because we had one argument. You know, that was it. They've been married for like 13 years at that point. So it's like. It, it's funny and it's it's very much a Scott Pilgrim reaction, but when it happens the second time is i mean I, I i actually i still really like it i like that scott is his own victim I, and everyone is saved by ramona i like that too don't get me wrong i like that it's just i don't get quite the because because there's also we the final final boss is not scott but or not old scott but even older scott older scott who is still voiced by will forte but he's been uh working out <laughs> and living for like a monk years. for 10 years um, so I, I, I it, it also bothers me that old Ramona and even older Ramona are not voiced by someone other than uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, I, I do agree. I think they should have gotten someone like a Janine Garofalo or someone like that to like voice uh, older Ramona. But like, like it's it's weird because I love where they go with the story. I just I wish they had given older Scott or no even older Scott a a better pathos something that just landed a little bit better than you didn't listen to me. So I'm, I'm training. And yeah. Doing cause, nothing else cause again, I, I, I can't remember if I said it or not. It, it, he's trying to keep Scott from, from getting together with Ramona because being together with Ramona hurt him when she, when they had their fight. Um, yeah. And, and of course he learns the wrong lesson from that when Scott goes back to, to help them. Um, and yeah, that's that's really the only thing that doesn't quite land for me is is not the execution, but the motivation with 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 that, because, yeah, like you said, even older Scott, if it's the Scott Pilgrim from the book story. Should have had some. Realization, some, some realization, like, some. Yeah, ability to work it out, because um, this is because if it was book, Scott Ramona's left him before and left him in a pretty devastated state so it's right. it's like i don't i don't, I didn't quite get that but at the same time i also loved that older ramona and today ramona basically form a steven universe single being for a period of time oh, yeah. where they I share mean, all their experiences real, this is very end of evangelion um and and which is why a lot of people i, I Several of my friends have joked that this is like Brian Lee O'Malley's rebuild of Scott Pilgrim. Like it's very much taking that the initial thing that you wanted to make, but having learned and recontextualized yourself with your work because this happens in Evangelion. Like Shinji still sucks in uh, Evangelion rebuild of Evangelion, but he gets better, and the ending actually works in this. I movie. should watch that at some point, but I haven't done it yet. I mean, um, maybe for anime, we'll do all four rebuild movies. I might have to rewatch the show. It's been so long. In fact, uh, no, don't. I, I just did. I've <laughs> never, I've never watched End of Evangelion either. So, and uh, End of is good, but like, I, I, I'm just not going to piss off any of my friends that actually listen to my show because I, I, my friends love End of Evangelion and love Evangelion, and I have always been kind of, it's, it's, it's good. 
It's so, fine. I mean, I, I understand why it's important. I understand why people love it. But it's one of those things where it's not really a mech show. It's not really a kaiju show. It's kind of both, but not really. It's really I, weird. I've, 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 I really enjoyed Evangelion when I watched it, but I, I don't, I don't know that it deserves the pedestal that it is often put upon. Moving on from talking about Eva uh, and back to talking about Ramona, Ramon, Ramon Evangelion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love that they kind of join together as a single being and have all their their memories and experiences kind of shared. And in that, I also think that Ramona gets both future and present Ramona gets some some growth as a part of that, you know, because because future Ramona gets gets the growth that that today Ramona got to have and everyone and. Yeah, and that's the cool thing. Everyone in this show kind of has an arc and, and achieves something, with the exception of Wallace, who I think always has had what they wanted, which well, is you, themselves you say, being awesome. You say <laughs> that about Wallace. You say that about Wallace. But what's in the in the epilogue um, when there is a, a really awesome, uh, really awesome chiptune version of uh, God Only Knows by the Beach Boys? I loved yeah. it. Uh, the the yeah. soundtrack to this show, by the way, is soundtrack rules baller times. Uh, Onoma Onomanaguchi, who is already an amazing band, they're uh, one of my favorite uh, instrumental bands. They, they knock it out of the park, and then the song choices are phenomenal. Uh, and love love hearing some old Tegan and Sarah in there, which they're Canadians, so that makes sense. Um, but there, there is some great stuff. Uh, the old Plum Tree Scott Pilgrim song is in here. It, it's not just in there. It and that's the end credits music, which mm -hmm. I I loved. It, the Plum Tree Scott Pilgrim song is not a song about Scott Pilgrim. It's a Scott a song called Scott Pilgrim. Called that, Scott Pilgrim. That, that Brian that Lee O'Malley. <laughs> yeah, that Brian Lee O'Malley named the main character after. Uh, after it's uh, it's fantastic. Um, no, uh, the, the music throughout this is excellent. The art direction is stunning. This everything about this show works. Like any criticism I have, like I'm I'm just doing it because we're talking critically about something that we actively love. Oh and, yeah. Like I said, like, I w once I finished recording or recording once i finished watching this knowing that miles hadn't finished it one was surprising to me but two i knew i had to day. i knew i had to talk about it i could i couldn't not and, talk about it you know and i was resistant just because i was like because sometimes I, i'm a little less oh are we just chasing something even though like we're not um but at the same time like i did want to talk about this why it was still fresh in my head um, cause if I talked about it next month during the mores, which it's going to get one, because this is one of my favorite things that I've watched all year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, oh, like this is, this is, I mean, not an all timer, but maybe for me it's, as an animated series, it's pretty great. <laughs> it's so good. Like guys, it's really good. <laughs> I, I went into this like, and again, it succeeds because it's doing something different and it's that it's that extra because it's been 10 years since the since the end of the scott pilgrim books and the end of or end when the movie came out the end of scott gellion um like brian lee o'malley has clearly clearly had some thoughts about this in the intervening decade 
And it's yeah. all it's all out in this show and just something that just feels it it just feels additive to it, everything it we've had before. It's been on his mind because if you've read Seconds, um, which was really good, but it's not covering the same ground, but you can tell that there's something he's thinking about in the nature of relationships between human beings. And I think something he wanted to say with Scott Pilgrim. I feel like he's, he still feels like Scott Pilgrim is his magnum opus. It is. Uh, and But he also feels that he didn't quite nail it. Like, I feel like he, and I'm, I'm putting words into his mouth, so don't, yeah. I just feel like in a, in a perfect world, he would want to marry what he originally wrote with what he does in the series and put those two things together um somehow um because this is such a weird it's i wouldn't even call it an adaptation it is such a weird continuation of the scott pilgrim ip yeah um well because because again, because again with old scott being there the that arc happened and mm-hmm. and this is just a, a a, a remix of that arc i just i what's cool i love cool, it and that's why i mentioned a multiverse is like also old scott's there so the books happen and then they're making a movie based off of, of young neil's script written by <laughs> remoto flowers um well written by young neil adapt <laughs> the entire time well hang on you 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 completely uh uh disappeared for a second uh internet wise um yeah well the book the book was written by young neil um adapted into a screenplay by old remote flowers right 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 that's oh that's right that's right and i guess then, i guess it's uh, old neil not young neil <laughs> yeah by old neil and then directed by edgar wrong Ed, edgar wrong who uh an obvious joke about edgar wright who is voiced by kevin mcdonald of the kids in the hall Oh, uh, I loved that. I love that. Just uh, also that the actor playing Wallace gets kicked off, and Wallace plays Wallace because no one can play Wallace but Wallace. Oh, um, we were talking about Wallace. I didn't even get to it. Wallace at the end of the at the end in the epilogue, because we, we got distracted by the epilogue oh, yeah, stuff. We about the music. Uh, he's going to Paris, and he happens to run into another Canadian in Paris, and they joke about how That's their right. accents are terrible, and they kiss, and there are sparks, and like sparks are real, and. If you're a comic fan, you know that that is not just anybody. That is Mobile, who is Wallace's boyfriend that he moves in with through the course of uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the book, who has psychic powers. I I just I love all the choices, and I know some people were thrown off. A lot of people were thrown off because, like, oh, this is an adaptation. This is weird, and and most people have been very very positive about this. This show has critical acclaim. It is become a massive massive overnight sensation which is great because i mean no matter how i felt about the movie as an adaptation i did feel that the movie deserved the attention that it should have gotten it's become a cult hit since that's why like you know guillermo del toro was a big big fan of it he he campaigned for this movie it's so weird um he loved this movie um but this has done something that very few properties can do where it it fundamentally changes the story that you know but the real hardcore fans the ones who kind of understand this sounds such a 
douchey thing to say. <laughs> but the ones who really understand the book. Okay, okay Mr. And, gatekeeper. And, gate, gatekeep it. Gatekeep it no, a little no, no, more. No. The ones that really understand the book, like, are down with the changes. Like, the ones who, like, kind of understand Scott's... The, they understand book five and six Scott and don't just live in book one Scott. Because there are a lot of people who just stick with that. Uh, they, you know the, I mean? the only negative commentary that I have seen on it was a super obvious internet troll who was just trying to start fights on a message board basically saying like oh if it's scott pilgrim it should be about scott pilgrim i don't want and it's like nobody took this oh, guy seriously womp, womp. yeah um, um but no, no no i wasn't trying to gatekeep i was just saying that like i feel like anyone who is a comic fan of scott pilgrim who who loved the comics and like understands what that story was telling you would be a big fan of this because it does that exponentially and more interestingly with Ramona Flowers in this series and works as a great companion piece because it marries all three. It, it marries the the animated series with the movie and the comic. All three of these exist within the context of the story they're telling, but they're doing so without being buzzword multiversal, which I really love. Yeah, and we have seen on the Cosmic Crit Discord that everybody should go and join so you can talk to me and Miles all day. Uh, we have seen at least a couple of folks who have never, never like read either the books. never read the books getting interested in reading the books because the movie didn't necessarily do anything for them, but this show is speaking to them. And I had to, t- <laughs> I had to, to answer one person that was talking about. It. It's like, yeah, this the the movies or the show's pretty different than the book, and namely that uh, Scott doesn't die in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, um, you know, I, I, I love also there's so many great little references like the movie had the very famous bread makes you fat line that that comes into play in this <laughs> in this show in the form of the musical the Scott Pilgrim musical that uh, Matt Patel is uh, producing, uh, which a more extended version of that musical is available on the soundtrack on on streaming. So it's, it's not so a full musical, unfortunately yet but uh it's oh, so, some super creative high school kids are gonna make it one it's i so, guarantee you I, so I, if they made alien the musical though they're gonna do this um but yeah i i just I, I i i feel like i've got more to say but i can't bring myself to to find the words miles i, I feel like yeah no i i feel I'm, I'm the same i feel like i have more to say but i've had too much to drink to say it um is is I'm, I'm gonna say the quiet part out loud um <laughs> for for both of us <laughs> um but no i i think i had high hopes for this series i did not expect to be it i did not expect it to be fundamentally game-changing to scott pilgrim and to comic book adaptations and to short animation series which i'm a big fan of like most of my anime collection are short animes uh, that are mostly coming of age or romance stuff, which is this is. Um, this is honestly one of my favorite recent animes. Like, um, I keep threatening that Tyler, our, our friend Tyler from Cosmic Crit, uh, and I are going to do an anime special on our favorite romance animes because I know he likes them too. And this is a hundred percent going to be on that list because I think that this has so much heart in the telling of its story and it has such a care that every single character in some capacity have their story told or at least referenced in a way that's 
if, significant. If you had told me that I would come away from this liking the evil exes, I never would have believed. Not just liking, but rooting for them. Rooting for the evil exes. Like these are these like we talk we talked a lot about Ramona getting all this development, but like the exes, Roxy gets some. She gets more than any of the others. She gets closure. She gets because I mean, she was the one that that was actively hurt by Ramona. So the other ones are like they're different situations. Yeah, but like. Just t- Todd Ingram gets to to be happy, kind of, at least for a minute. Lucas Lee gets to be happy. The the twins, Gideon, Gideon Goose G- or Gordon Goose gets to, to Go- have Gordon Goose. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the, gets, the- uh, I wish they took more advantage of having um um oh gosh what's her name Scott's sister um oh um um the actress's name uh uh she's great I just can't remember her name yeah I was looking at I was looking at the Japanese cast <laughs> sorry um that. what is her name Anna Kendrick Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick Jesus <laughs> like I said Kendrick um. I wish that she had a little bit more of a role. I mean, I know she wasn't a massive part of, you know, the story to begin with, but like, I just, I wanted her to be a little more present. Um, but I love that Julia has a much larger role. I think they obviously want to take a, take advantage of having Aubrey Plaza, who has a very recognizable voice. Um, and, and honestly just kills it. And, and Netflix didn't have to bleep her, but that was a joke that happened in the PG 13 movie that they kept. That really works. <laughs> Um, Brandon Ralph being <laughs> just being being the most like non vegan vegan, <laughs> dumb old um, dumb old Todd. Uh, yeah, and and not to mention the the cameos of people in this movie as well. Just you've got yeah, I mean, and, and some some are, some are understated. Like Cal Penn as Matthew Patel's lawyer was just a wonderful cherry on top. Weird Al Weird Al announces a movie Uh, You have Simon Pegg and Nick Frost Playing unnamed security guards Like it's just There's there's a couple others that sneak in there It feels like a Star Trek move in a way You know Well I mean you remember They Edgar Wright You know there's a whole There's a whole history there Um, But but yeah If you have listened to this entire thing And gotten spoiled on it There is plenty that we have not spoiled you on when it comes to to this to this story go and watch it if you are a scott pilgrim comic fan uh especially if you're a scott pilgrim movie fan definitely watch this yeah and then and then go pick up the books they're super cheap right now there's even a full color edition that you can get that is pretty good They're super cheap right now because the super expensive anniversary version is coming out next year yeah that box (laughs) doesn't seem to be offering anything other than it's in a box actually a very sweet like ps box that like a, really like a ps2 era box this looks really cool so I, i've i've thought about it but i'm like i'm not paying 200 for that no and i, I have i find the box <laughs> i have i have both the black and white and color versions digitally that i have a ready access on literally any internet connected device that i have in my area um i read both i read both the color version and the black and white version in the last month so, to prepare for this and i'm glad i did it just made me enjoy this so much more um yeah, we'll be talking about this again in a few weeks as we get into the Maury's. Surprise, surprise, it's going to get a Maury this year. 
Um, oh, but yeah. but yeah, I feel like I have said all I can say about this today. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Scott Pilgrim takes off, took off in my heart for yeah, sure. Uh, the 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 highest recommendation. I, I I think it's it's probably the favorite thing I've watched this year, um, with the exception of maybe the Barbie movie and the adaptation of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Um, the this is just it's a superlative show. It's a superlative show. It's a superlative treatment of a beloved IP. And I think it's also a a way for the writer to flesh out things and maybe course correct some things that he didn't get to the first time. And I love that for him. And the show is actually uh, co-created by uh, Ben David Gravinsky, Gr- uh, who brought back Are You Afraid of the Dark in 2019. Yeah, that we covered for this show. He was he was the writer and creator of that uh, three part series. There you go, gang. So with I that, that connection. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't make it earlier. Uh, so I, I, I just I was focusing on all the Scott Pilgrim stuff, but I was going to throw that at the end there. Uh, so with that said, we are going to end this episode right here. Uh, next week, we will be back to talking about Venom as we watch. Uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3 uh, featuring uh, Tobey Maguire. Actually watching the first one this week because it's a Thanksgiving movie. Huh. Well, um, so anyway, that'll be next week as we get back into Venom Vember. And yes, Venom Vember is going to ex- extend a little bit into December now. Dude, Sorry. Venom Simber. <laughs> Venom Simber. We'll figure that out. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can find us at themoreyounerd.com. Uh, you can maybe for a little while longer, at least tweet to us at the more you nerd uh facebook.com facebook.com slash the more you nerd blue sky blue sky at the more you nerd find us there and we'll do something there yeah Um, well well, well, i I need to i need to get we got to get off twitter on blue sky uh uh, but of course you can always email us the more you nerd at gmail.com that's the more you nerd at gmail.com and uh look at cosmic crit cosmiccrit.com. it is our starfinder uh actual role play podcast uh it's very good and you should listen to that too uh but I you should all quit every week uh you should also uh join our discord that's associated with that and join us and hang out in the more nerd area and just talk to us because we're uh we're yeah. fun people and we like to talk so with that said gang we are now going to end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd out to nerd for y'all to scott to pilgrim which was the name of one of the episodes Uh, i know all right bye